Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to my favorite Islanders game from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show where Islanders fans can call in and share the stories of their most favorite and most memorable Islanders games as personal to them. Uh, my name is Dan Saracini. Uh, we got a bunch of great calls today. It's a couple of repeat callers, but a couple of new callers too. If you would like to share your favorite Islanders game with us, uh, we really need you to because that's how this show works. The number is 646 980 8857. You can call anytime, day or night. Google line is always open, and uh, you can just tell us your story. If you get cut off because it's longer than three minutes, just call back and keep going because uh, we want to hear the whole story. Uh, our first story this episode comes from Mike from Floral Park. Uh, Mike's favorite Islanders game is uh, a regular season game I think a lot of us at Lighthouse Hockey remember fairly well as it featured one of our all-time favorites, and uh, Mike's story will make that very clear right off the bat. Uh, like a lot of folks, Mike got into the Islanders thanks to his dad and uh, thanks to the Islanders' new arena. He's looking to make some more memories. So uh, take it away, Mike. Hi, my name is Mike. I'm from Floral Park, New York. And my favorite Islanders game is October 25th, 2014, Islanders against the Dallas Stars. 
Um, it ended up being Franz Nielsen's first hat trick. Uh, and what why it's so special to me is I became an Islander fan because of my dad. Um, my dad is 71 now. He uh, has been an Islander fan since day one, and he went through the the days of having to constantly listen to these Ranger fans rag on him, and he enjoyed those glorious dynasty years. So I got to hear about all the stories from him um, as I was growing up. And on that day, it was Saturday morning. Um, I was still living at home. I was in uh, grad school, student teaching. And I said to my dad in the morning, I was like, go to the Islander game tonight, take a third, you know, 40 bucks a piece. We'll sit in the lower bowl behind the uh, goal of the Islanders, tax twice. And um, we went. We went to Buffalo Wings beforehand on uh, Merrick Road. It seemed to be a hotbed for Island fans who were going to the Coliseum. And one of the reasons why this game is so memorable for me is that it's just an experience with my dad where we used to just pick up and, and be able to go because it was so close uh, from where we were. And the other reason why it's so special to me is a little bit on the on the sad side is that my dad um, shortly after that was officially diagnosed with COPD and is now on oxygen all the time. So actually, as we were leaving that game, we had to stop and stand. We were actually right near um, security, and they were to call for an ambulance. My dad couldn't breathe. So we haven't been to a hockey game since then. But um, I recently moved to West Hempstead, and on my way to work, I passed the new arena every morning. And I told him, I said, when I, you know, when that arena opens up, my first game at that arena has to be with you. Um, Nielsen scored his, I think it was last goal was um, an empty netter at the very end. That ended up being a 7-5 game. It was the first time I ever heard the yes chant. I really know what was going on, but it's just the last memory I have of my dad at Mounders game because we, we watched everyone we could together uh, when I was living at home. And it's a little bit different now that I'm married and moved out, but constantly just talking to him about the Islanders. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. That's a great story. And uh, I hope to uh, hear from you guys again when you and your dad get to uh, check out Belmont Park as soon as it opens. Our second story comes from another Mike, this Mike from Connecticut. Uh, He's afraid this story might be too mean, but it's not too mean. It's actually very funny, (laughs) I think, anyway. And it's a story a lot of Islanders fans, I think, can relate to in that it's a game in which somebody was called up from Bridgeport and made an impact right away. And, you know, that guy's career maybe doesn't go the way people kind of expect it to, but uh, it'll always be meaningful to the person who watched it. And uh, so this this story made me kind of smile, although it's it's not mean at all. Don't worry about it. All right, let's hear from Mike. Hey, this is Mike from Connecticut. I don't know if this is a little bit too mean to, uh, to leave for my favorite Islanders game, but when I was in high school back in 2010, I went to the Sound Tigers a lot because I live close to, to the arena and was really excited every time I got to go to an Islanders game on Long Island. So my dad brought me to a game in December, and I had been, you know, complaining because Nathan Lawson had not quite been living up to the hype uh, when he was playing for the Sound Tigers. And I showed up at that game on Long Island, and who was warming up but Nathan Lawson? I turned to my dad and said, oh, no, this is not going to go well. But it did go to overtime, and then to a shootout. And he let in all three goals in the shootout, and it felt like every bad bit of the Sound Tigers had followed me. But it was still great being on Long Island and cheering on the team. So, um, again, sorry if that's a little bit too cruel for a favorite Islanders game, but it seemed like it summed up a lot of being an Islanders fan and being disappointed all in one moment. So, anyway, let's go Islanders. Thanks, Mike. That's a short story, but I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I wanted to look this game up. Uh, I felt like it would be kind of easy to find, and I was curious about uh, you know the actual game. Turns out it was December eighteenth, twenty ten. Islanders 
versus Phoenix Coyotes. Islanders obviously lost in a shootout. And uh, Nathan Lawson, it was his first ever NHL game. And sure enough, he did, in fact, give up three straight shootout goals. One to Shane Doan, one to Radim Verbata, and one to Kyle Turris. So, <laughs> and there you go. There's That's how the Islanders lost. Franz Nielsen scored for the Islanders in that shootout because, of course, he did. So thanks, Mike, for sharing uh, a story about a game that I'm pretty sure only you and Nathan Lawson actually remember. That was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, our next story comes from Jeff. Jeff is a, a second-time caller, and uh, he has a story about the 1993 playoffs, although it may might be a little bit different than uh, most other stories of that time period. And it involves another thing that I think a lot of people will find relatable, travel stress. Uh, although, as you will find out, spoiler alert, Jeff gets in right under the wire. When I say right under the wire, I mean literally right under the wire. This is a fun one. Take it away, Jeff. Hi, this is Jeff from New Jersey. Uh, grew up uh, in East Meadow, season ticket holder uh, since the very beginning. I've already called once uh, with a story involving the 2002 playoffs against uh, the Maple Leafs, but uh, I hear that there are other people now calling again, so I figured it was okay to uh, give another recollection. And this one involves a really uh, a really personal story involving the 1993 playoffs. Uh, to kind of set the scene, the Islanders had just uh, finished uh, finished off the Capitals, and it was the, the last game where uh, uh, Dale Hunter uh, kind of threw uh, – Pierre Turgeon into the into the corner. We were really really dirty hit. People probably remember it. And Turgeon was going to be out for the next series against uh, Pittsburgh, the defending Stanley Cup champions. I, however, was going to miss the entire series because I had to go to Amsterdam uh, on business for two weeks, and it was going to encompass the entire series. But as I looked at the schedule, I saw that there was a chance that if my flight was on time on the way home, if the Islanders somehow got it to Game Seven. I would be able to see the game, uh, or at least see the second half of the game, uh, at home, uh, if they, of course, made it to Game 7, which, of course, nobody thought they would do, especially without Turgeon. So the, uh, I'm away. Uh, I start uh, getting videotapes of the games, um, but then I find out that I can't use those videotapes because I can't play uh, VHS US on uh, European systems. So that was the first problem, and I couldn't see any of the action. Of course, no internet at the time. In fact, the only way I was able to get scores was through uh, a sports phone uh, at the time, which I'm sure I'm dating myself about that. Anyway, uh, as uh, we all know, the Islanders somehow made it to Game 7, uh, and I arrive home about uh, two minutes into overtime, just before David Volek scores at 516 uh, of the overtime. The very first thing I did was call my brother and tell him that he should never forget that the Islanders actually play for me. So even today, at 58 years old, when my wife yells at me that I get too intense in the games and she tells me that uh, I really actually have nothing to do with the team, I actually know better. And that's my story. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to tell it again. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Uh, that's a great story. And uh, any story that mentions sports phone gets an spe- extra special thumbs up from us. So uh, we really appreciate it. If you would like to share your favorite Islanders game story with us, the number again is 646-980-8857. Again, you can call anytime and uh, tell us about your favorite game, whether it was heartbreaking, hilarious, or historic. We want to hear it. If it means something to you and it involves the Islanders. We want to hear it. That's what the show is all about. 
Our next story comes from Jerry. Jerry is our most frequent caller, and uh, he has another story that's uh, a little bit offbeat. Uh, it's about an Olympic exhibition game uh, from the 80s, and the game itself featured an Islander, but uh, the stands apparently featured even more Islanders. So uh, let's hear from Jerry. Hi, guys. Jerry from Orlando, Circa Lake Ronkonkoma here. This is actually my third time calling, so I am clearly not my favorite Islander game. I, I think I've become addicted to this. So anyway, now we're going to go to 1984, which, of course, our U.S. Olympic team was preparing for the 84 Winter Olympics in Sarajevo. And naturally, that is the first Olympic team since our wonderful Miracle on Ice team. Okay, and um, yeah, at this point, the Islanders were still four-time Stanley Cup champions. Kenny Morrow had still not lost anything that mattered, and only one, which is still the most amazing thing to me, five straight years of complete championship for Kenny Morrow. Okay, so here it is. So there's a series being played pre-Olympics. The U.S. Olympic team, which of course had Paula Fontaine, Patrick Flatley was actually on the Canadian team, and they advertised a uh, game against the Russians, believe it or not, or the Soviet Union at the time. Now, we bought tickets immediately. It was at the Nassau Coliseum. And little did we know, they kind of, you know, in the fine print said it wasn't the actual Soviet Union team that was going to go to the Olympics. It was kind of like their uh, minor league squad, as it were. So players that could potentially be put onto the Soviet roster, but it was all lesser players. They were a full-level below the, the, the real squad. And I, since I remember this clearly, but I, I have looked up try, trying to find details of that game, and I have not been unsuccessful. So here's my memory of it, though. I realized right away when the game started that these were not the Russians I expected because I knew the names, of course. Um, you know, Al, uh, Makarov and uh, Viktor Tikhanov, the coach, none of those guys were there. But anyway, we're watching the game, and the USA was pretty dominant, um, predictably. That was their team, LaFontaine being on, I believe, Chris Chelios as well, who I um, admired as a player, was on that team as captain, I believe. Anyway, so we're watching the game, and we can't believe that we kind of got, you know, duped, and we're not happy about it. There's a bunch of friends of mine there. And then I'm kind of just, you know, losing interest in the game because it wasn't a very good one, and then I start looking around, and I see a tall guy sitting with a really pretty girl with flaming red hair. And after a few seconds, it dawns on me that's Greg Gilbert, who was on the Islanders at that time, number seven. And at the time, he was with the line with Trache Ambassi. He was a pretty good scorer, and they helped out. And then I kept looking around, and I realized that there were more Islanders in the same section as we were, simply watching the game with their family. So I look it around, and I see Kelly Fruity with his, you know, spouse or a significant other, and I, I'm just all of a sudden, I'm... I'm at this point, um, I was uh, 14 years old, and I just couldn't believe that I was sitting among Islanders players. And I, the two I remember specifically are Rudy and Fred Gilbert, I believe Tom. Let's see, I, I, I'm having trouble remembering all the players on that team. It wasn't the big boys, even though they were still like the Bossies and the Trotchets pot bands were still on that team. They weren't part of this crowd, but there was at least eight or nine of the that teams, I guess, lesser Islander players seated all around us, and it was, and of course, I talked to them, I got autographs, my friends and I made the whole game 30 times better than it was, so 
thanks again for letting me share this story. You guys are just awesome. I love listening to you, and I, I love all my Islander friends, brethren, so stay strong. Thanks a lot, Jerry. That's a fun story. Uh, we are going to have to cut you off at three calls, <laughs> but we really do appreciate uh, your uh, enthusiasm and uh, your the very kind words you've given us and the great stories you've told us. But uh, we really appreciate it. That's a fun one, you know, to, to look around and, and see the Islanders in the stands and uh, just taking in the game, just like anybody else, watching their, their teammates uh, beat up on the uh, Russian Olympic B team, as it were. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Our final story tonight comes from Paul. Uh, Paul's calling from the Czech Republic, but he's been – a bit of a world traveler, and uh, the reason he chose the Islanders as his favorite team and the reason he chose this game as his favorite are both uh, very heartfelt, and uh, I, I just I love this story so much. I'm just going to let Paul tell it because I want to get right to it. Here's Paul. Hi, my name's Paul. I'm 55 years old. I live in the Czech Republic. I've got a strange story because my favorite Islanders game was December 6th, 2008, it was a meaningless game against the Atlanta Thrashers at the Coliseum. So here's the deal. i got to tell you the whole story. See, I was born on Long Island, but I'm an adopted kid, so I never grew up on Long Island. I never knew my biological family. And uh, my family's great. We, they took me all over the world. I lived in England. And when I was a teenager, I was growing up in Toronto, Canada. So it was the 70s, and, uh, of course, every high school kid had to have a, have a hockey team. And there was no way it was going to be the Maple Leafs for me. I did a little research and found out that my birth family, whoever they were, were from Long Island. In fact, I was born pretty close to the Coliseum. So I declared that I was an Islanders fan. And boy, did I get made fun of. Now, it was the 70s, so we were we were starting. You know, we were starting to get good. But we had to take a few whacks from the Maple Leafs those years. And I got, I got laughed at a little bit. And then things started to turn around, right? I was a fan during the dynasty years. That was awesome. Went to college. Started a family. And I remained a very faithful Islanders fan. Wherever we lived, my wife and me, we would go see the Islanders. I never got to see a home game, though, because I never lived in New York. But, uh, for example, in Chicago, I'd always come and see them when they uh, when they came to Chicago. They always lost. Whenever I was there in person, my Islanders would always lose for me. But it was great. A few years ago, about uh, 15 years ago, I got the itch to find out about my biological family. I wanted to find out where I was from. And I got a little time and a little money, and I started visiting New York. I started coming to Long Island started poking around some towns like Westbury, where it turns out I was born. I'd go to the library, go to the go to some government offices, maybe some churches where there might be some baptismal records. And uh, one December, some good friends of mine in New York, they, they wanted to give me a present. They said, Paul, I know you're a crazy Islanders fan. After you do a day of your detective work, why don't we all go to an Islanders game? So the three of us did. Now, they're not big hockey fans. They just, they're just friends of mine. They care about me. But I... I did the business. I bought uh, I bought a jersey. I bought a flag. I came to the Coliseum with everything, wearing everything. I looked crazy. And when I say I look crazy, can I just remind you, as an adopted kid, I didn't look like anybody. I didn't look like anybody in my family. My hair's funny. My nose is funny. I never met anybody that looked like me in my life. And uh, I walked into the Coliseum that night, and there were thousands of people that looked like me. They're all dressed up in Islanders gear. It's the blue and orange. It's old bossy shirts. It's new hats. It's uh, even some fishermen. It's just just everything crazy, you know? And I felt like I was in a family. I felt like I belonged. Now, it was a lousy game. We lost 5-1. to one. But I don't care. It was fantastic. I've never been to the Coliseum since. I had a great game at, that, uh, at the National Coliseum that night. I'll never forget it. 
But what I want to say is, after 10 years of searching and real hard detective work, I actually did find my biological mother, and we've had a wonderful reunion. I got a new family. She has a new family, and she lives in Brooklyn, not too far from the Barclays Center. Thanks, guys. You guys have a great podcast, you people. Love it. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. That's uh, that's an absolutely amazing story that, uh, you know, this team that you kind of picked uh, as your favorite would eventually lead to you to find your you know birth family is just, I don't know, I can't get over it. <laughs> it's just it's a great story. It just goes to show you what being a sports fan can mean. It means more than just sort of getting angry or sad at the outcome of a game. It, it can mean a lot more to you in your life. And we really, really thank you so much for sharing that story with us and uh, maybe you and your mom can uh, take in a game uh, when Belmont Park opens too uh, with Mike and his dad. <laughs> it also goes to show that the most random forgotten Islanders game possibly against a team that doesn't exist anymore can be the most important game in somebody's life. And so you never know. You really never know. It's great. Thanks to all of our callers for this episode and uh, all across all the other episodes. We really, really appreciate them. Uh, we cannot have this show without your calls. So please, the number to call is 646-980-8857. Again, there will be another episode next month, but that can only happen unless we get more calls. We're still waiting for our first ladies call. So please, I know you're out there. I know you're fans too, and we want to hear from you. 646-980-8857. Our sponsor is VintageIceHockey.com where you can buy t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. They also sell our Lighthouse Hockey Al Arbor t-shirts. They sell Isles Buzz t-shirts. If you use the code Lighthouse15, you could save 15% off your order. And if you use that code or buy a Lighthouse Hockey t-shirt, our portion of the sale goes directly to the Center for Dementia Research uh, in the name of Coach Al Arbor. That is VintageIceHockey.com. Check it out today. It's always new stuff happening. Read Lighthouse Hockey every single day for your most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion. Uh, Subscribe to all of our podcasts, Islanders Anxiety, Isles Buzz, PT Isles, the new Lighthouse Look Back in which my friend Noel interviews former Islanders, Islanders award winners, uh, and obviously my favorite Islanders game. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, We really appreciate your clicks. And uh, have a great day, and thanks a lot. Bye-bye. 